Welcome to the Half Hill Report. News and items of interest for and about the village of Half Hill, the Valley of the Four Winds, Pandaria, and all of Azeroth. Half Hill Report is produced in cooperation with Half Hill Agricultural College, dedicated to serving the educational needs of the greater Valley of the Four Winds community. I'm your host, Tosh Mafoni, coming to you live as we do every week from the upstairs room at Half Hill Zone Lazy Turnip Inn. And it's listener letter time. This week's letter is from Gragthar, who writes to us all the way from Thunder Bluff. <clears throat> and he writes, Dear Tosh Mafuni, longtime listener, first time writer. Well, thank you. I need your help to settle a bet if you can. A few years ago, I served as one of the frontline forces of the Horde in our campaign against the Alliance and also the Thunder King on your shores. As was my duty, I traveled from coast to coast on your pristine continent, and we encountered many of your wonderful citizens. In fact, I would dare to say that my exploits have made me exalted among many races of your land. But a goblin friend of mine says that no one in Pandaria has heard of me, and that I'm overestimating my role as part of a large invasion force. So please, can you let my goblin friend know that Gragthar of Thunder Bluff is extremely well known across Pandaria for all my amazing accomplishments? Thank you, Gragthar, <laughs> legend of Pandaria. Well, Gragthram, Gragthar, sorry, first let me say that I want to thank you for your service in Pandaria. So many champions served here in helping bring down the resurrected Leishan, and I know everyone in Pandaria is grateful. And, you know, just because we don't remember each of you individually doesn't mean... Oh, hang, hang on a second. Yes? Huh. Uh, okay. Huh. Well, Innkeeper Leyland just handed me a note. <clears throat> what does this say? I overheard you reading the letter. Tell Gragthar... Well, good news, Gragthar. You are remembered. And Leylon asked me to tell you that you owe the Lazy Turnip 1,000 gold for room and lodging, but she would waive the interest in recognition of your service to Pandaria. Thanks for writing. And now, on with the news. In what Horde and Alliance leaders are describing as a stunning turn of events in the ongoing conflict, during an Alliance pursuit of fleeing Horde ships, Naga Queen Ashara opened a giant crevasse in the Great Sea, plunging both sets of ships to the bottom of the sea into the Naga capital of Najjatar. Reports are still coming in on this incident, and while there was a massive loss of ships and lives, there are a significant number of survivors on both sides who are now fighting an active battle against Naga forces. Rumors are spreading that Lady Priscilla Ashvane, the disgraced former advisor to Catherine Proudmore, may be providing weapons and support to the Naga. We've received an on-the-scene report from Eamon Wetbranch, so stay tuned for his report on this today. In sports news, the mighty Mushans of Half Hill Ag continue their summer training schedule in preparation for the preseason warm-up game against the Traveling Yaks of the Coda School of Backpacking and Insider Trading. Head coach Mo Driftbranch held a brief press conference this week saying that the team was coming along very well. I attended this event and was able to get a statement 
from senior starting left inside strongback Jan Ironchin regarding Torin freshman starting single inner back LG Wintail. Yeah, well, you know, for a freshman, she's picking up the system really well, fitting in with the team and adapting to the speed of the game from what she was used to in prep play. Hey, say, can I say hi to my mom? Hi, mom! The Mooshans kick off this season in just a few weeks at their beautiful home arena. And speaking of beautiful home arenas, the fine vendors at Half Hill Market have everything you need to make your home arena a beautiful and welcoming place for friends and family. Whether it's farming supplies or recipes for that perfect opening game feast, you'll find it at Half Hill Market. Open every day all year round. A world of shopping right here in our own backyard. It's time now for Dwarven Dispatches with Eamon Wet Branch, sponsored by Nessingwari Safari. Well, we were quite relieved to receive our dispatch from Eamon this week, given the news from the warfront. So let's hear what he has to say. Hello, lad. First, I want to tell you that I'm well and reasonably safe, reporting to you from the Alliance Base of Operations, Mesamir in Najjatar. I was one of the ships chasing down the Horde when we were pulled into a giant whirlpool. It's a frightening feeling to be surrounded by giant walls of seawater that could come crashing in at any moment. But whatever magic brought us down here is holding it back for now. Those that survived quickly mustered behind Admiral Proudmore, who helped us safely reach the bottom, all except Private Red Toe, who was so enchanted by the view from where we were landed that he got a bit too close to the edge of the waterfall and was swept over the edge before Admiral could catch him. Ah, we lost a fine cook that day. But now we are encamped at Mesomir and have found allies with the Ankoans, a fine crew who remind me an awful lot of Jogu back at Halfhill, but without the drinking problem. The Naga and other forces here have taken full advantage of some difficult terrain, but our skirmishers are making headway deeper into Najjatar. As a matter of fact, one of the lads came back from patrol and said they even found a local water and hold that we need to visit. He said it's not in a great neighborhood, but worth the risk to get there. The Ankoans are a hospitable lot and are even offering us special armor, but I'm not sure it's quite to my taste. A bit heavy on the barnacles, if you ask me, but some of the lads seem to like it well enough. Well, that's all for this week. Keep the home fires burning, lad. Did he say barnacles? Well, anyway, I'm just glad Eamon is safe, at least for now. Dwarven Dispatches is brought to you by Nessingwari Safari, who remind you that no one is meant for defeat. Checking the Azeroth calendar, the Midsummer Fire Festival wraps up in just a little under a week. So make your plans to be in your favorite capital city or Booty Bay to enjoy the fireworks extravaganza. And we're happy to report that one of Professor Talib's favorite events, the Auction House Dance Party, will be back next month. Well, it's time now for our weekly feature, The Inside Story, which would normally be with everyone's favorite Draenei food and lodging critic, Valmik. But Velmic is taking a well-deserved vacation this week to be with his adopted daughter, Alice. So, we have a real treat. If you listened last week, you'll know that we got a letter from a listener 
asking why we didn't review any hoard ends. Well, luckily, Professor Talib has an associate at Silver Moon Academy, whose son Eliandor travels extensively with his sister Sheila, and Eliandor will be filling in for Velmic this week. So, first of all, let me say welcome, Eliandor. We're excited to have you on the show. Yes, well, this is mildly entertaining for me. Something a little different. Ah, okay. So, I understand that you and your sister, Sheila... Sheila. I'm sorry? My sister's name. It's pronounced Sheila, not Sheila. How common. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, as I was saying, I understand that you and your sister, Sheila travel quite a bit, and you must stay at quite a few inns. So we're looking forward to hearing about your impressions of these places. But I am curious, why do you both travel so much? Well, once Sheila and I finished prep school, we're twins, you know, we decided to take a gap year, see a bit of the world, visit friends, before taking up our studies at Silvermoon Academy. Oh, well, that's great. What a... Wonderful luxury. And how long have you two been doing that? Let's see. I would say about three years now. Oh, oh my. That's, uh, that's quite a gap. Yes. Daddy is getting quite impatient about it. That's why he made us take up this little task for your quaint little show here. Um, wow. Let me see if I can get this straight. You're only doing this because your father made you? Oh, no offense. I'm sure you and your listeners will benefit from some refined insights into some of the better inns. But yes, uh, Daddy threatened to cut off our finances unless we did something uh, useful. So, here I am. All right, not the ideal motivation, but (laughs) let's just see where this goes. So, what inn will you be reviewing for us? this week. Well, Shala and I discussed this, and we decided to set the bar high with the finest inn in all of Azeroth, the Wayfarer's Rest in Silvermoon City. Well, that's that's quite a claim. Why do you think this is the finest inn? Well, of course, it only serves the very finest class of clientele, as one would expect in Silvermoon. And Innkeeper Jovia ensures that all of the furnishings Decorations and appointments are of the highest quality. She is a fabulous decorator with a sophisticated eye for color and texture. Simply an ideal place to meet with friends of discriminating tastes. Sure, that sounds great. So, Velmec usually reports on the menu. How is it? Ugh, the menu. My dear fellow, who looks at menus... Shala and I trust Jovia to know our preferences and to serve us only the very best from Ceylon and Kellis's marvelous selection. Sounds like a very elegant place, but how about the prices? (laughs) Prices? How droll. Who worries about the prices? Well, most people, actually, but (laughs) I guess I sort of understand why you might not. So, what about the accommodations? Well, of course, neither Shalan nor I have had to stay there since our home is in Silvermoon. But I have spent an evening or two in 
pleasant company in their beautifully appointed bedrooms. The satin sheets, gauzy hangings, and candles set just the right environment for a, shall we say, <laughs> assignation. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, that's probably enough about that. Well, the place sounds like it really is amazing. Velmic normally gives each in here reviews a rating, one to five crystals. But I want you to feel free to set your own scale. So, how would you rate the Wayfarer's Rest in Silvermoon City? Well, my dear fellow, an inn is either fabulous, satisfactory, or simply unacceptable. And, of course, the Wayfarer's Rest sets the standard for fabulous. Well, this certainly has been an interesting review, and you've definitely let us know what your standards are. I really appreciate you filling in for Velmic this week, and we hope you'll join us again sometime. Well, I suppose as long as Daddy insists on this tiresome little enterprise, I won't have any choice, will I? Okay, then. So, until next time, and I normally try to say something in every one of our guests' language, Andathoros Ethel? Oh, that's cute. Andathoros Ethel to you. As always, we are coming to you live from the Lazy Turnip Inn. Next time you're in Half Hill, come on by, won't you? And experience fine Pandaren hospitality and the best drinks in Pandaria, including cold, refreshing Storm Stout Brew. Brewed right here in the valley by the fine Pandarens at Storm Stout Brewery. When in doubt, reach for a Storm Stout. Well, thanks for joining me again this week, folks. And be sure to tune in immediately after this show for another exciting episode of The Chronicles of Gadget and Cadfile. See you next time, and remember, free Pandaria. Welcome to another installment of The Chronicles of Gadget and Cadfile, a series of stories told to me by Brother Cadfile, a gnomish monk who has retired to the Tian Monastery, about his amazing adventures with Gadget, a gnomish engineer who has a knack for getting involved in some real mysteries around Azeroth. This week, Brother Cadfile continues his story about their involvement with a murder mystery in Westfall. Hello, uh, Brother Cadfile? Well, hello again, Tashmafuni. Come in, come in. I was just putting out some tea and cakes. Won't you please join me? Yes, thank you very much. So, you've been telling our listeners about the murder mystery you and Gadget investigated in Westfall, and I'm sure they're dying to hear what happens next, just like I am. Well, that's just delightful. I'm so enjoying these little visits and for you indulging my reminiscences about my dear gadget. Oh dear, my memory. Where did I leave off last time? I believe the two of you were just going to Saldine's farm. Ah, yes. Well, 
We made our way south to Saldine's farm, dealing with some rather annoying coyotes along the way, where we met with Farmer Saldine. Lieutenant Lane sent us to see what you might tell us about this bad business with the furled brows, Gadget asked him. Well, we discovered that Farmer Saldine held a rather low opinion of Lieutenant Lane. He even made a rather scurrilous comparison of Lieutenant Lane's morals to the farmer's unwashed underclothes, <clears throat> and went as far as to say, by merely associating with Lane, that was putting us at mortal risk. But other than sharing his memories of a more prosperous time in Westfall, he could shed no light on the matter at hand. However, he did suggest that we speak with his lovely wife, Alma, a wonderful woman who had given shelter to a small group of orphans who begged our help in gathering foodstuffs for her charges, which Gadget readily agreed to. I say, Gadget, we're in the midst of a case. Do we really have time for this? I asked her. She arched one lovely pink eyebrow at me. Cadfile, she said in her most charming tone, which never failed to make me catch my breath, one never knows when a good deed will pay dividends. Besides, I find that street urchins often make surprisingly good allies. So, after gathering the requested supplies, much to the gratitude of the orphans, Alma Saldine made us up a small bundle of the stew and suggested we might speak with her adopted daughter, Hope, who they had taken in four years previously after she stumbled into their farmhouse with no recollection of who she was or where she came from. Hope had grown up to a fine young lady and was now aiding the homeless in Sentinel Hill. See, my dear Cadfile, Gadget said as we trotted along to Sentinel Hill, our kindness to Mistress Saldine and the orphans has put us back on the trail, but she paused as we approached a standoff between Sentinel Hill guards and a group of transients and homeless citizens begging for help from the guards. Gadget regarded the sign posted outside the gate, refusing entry to transients with a rather jaundiced eye, and humped her opinion of such a policy, and pointedly glared at the guards as we made our way into the interior of Sentinel Hill and Sentinel Tower. There we met with Hope Aldine, a pretty young human female who immediately showed her fine character by enlisting our assistance in sharing her mother's stew with the homeless in the area. There we also met Lieutenant Lane, who was engaged in conversation with the local commander, Marshal Grian Stoutmantle. Hello, Lane, Gadget said. What brings you here? Well, what transpired next even surprised the normally unflappable Gadget, as Marshal Stoutmantle told us that the secret agency SI-7 was now involved in this matter and asked for our help, sharing with us a piece of correspondence from the famous Matthias Shaw himself. Gadget almost immediately accepted the assignment to meet SI-7 agent Kiernan at Mortwake's Tower in the Dust Plains to help her discover the whereabouts of one Helix Gearbreaker. Gadget's lovely sweep of pink hair bobbed charmingly on the back of her head as I rode alongside her to our rendezvous point. 
Cadfile, she said, there are clearly larger events at foot than simply murder, and I mean to get to the heart of it. After a short ride, we found Agent Kiernan posted on a fallen tree, training her rather formidable-looking gun on the Mortwake's Tower, where she had tracked her quarry. After a brief conversation wherein we introduced ourselves and exchanged bona fides, Agent Kiernan asked us to enter the tower, using her SI-7 shrouded potion to see if we could gather any intelligence while she covered our approach against the mercenaries posted as guards outside. While using the shrouding potion, we entered the tower, ably assisted by Kiernan, who dispatched the mercenaries with a frightening display of sniper prowess. And there we witnessed a meeting between Helix Gearbreaker and a familiar shadowy female figure. Gadget, I whispered, isn't that the same figure we saw in the mine? Quiet, Cadfell, she whispered back and squeezed my hand. I could almost feel the excitement in her touch as we listened. The shadowy figure said to the hulking Helix, her intent to free someone that she referred to as the Admiral, and asked Helix to summon the people so that she could speak to them one last time in Moonbrook. We hastily reported our findings back to Agent Kiernan, and as we made our way back to Sentinel Hill, Gadget gave me an intense look and said, Cadfile, I suspect there may be big trouble in little Moonbrook. Well... <laughs> My goodness, would you look at the time, and you seem to have nicely finished off the cakes and tea, young Pendarin. Oh, I, I guess I did. I'm so sorry. I was just so engrossed in your story. Tut, tut, quite all right, quite all right. There'll be plenty more next time you visit. Thank you, Brother Cadfile. I know I'll certainly look forward to it, and I'm sure our listeners will too. Thanks for listening to another installment of The Chronicles of Gadget and Cadfile, sponsored by Krog's Fine Female Leathers, purveyors of custom-fitted leather armor for the well-equipped female adventurer. Krog's Leathers, fit, form, function, and fashion. By Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com. The Half Hell Report is a fan based fictional radio broadcast based on World of Warcraft. All place names, character names, and music from World of Warcraft used in the Half Hill Report are the exclusive property of Blizzard Entertainment. World of Warcraft is a trademark or registered trademark of Blizzard Entertainment Inc. in the U.S. and other countries. No copyright or trademark infringement is intended by the Half Hill Report. <laughs>